Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Yes Mother, a podcast where we normally cover the A&E series Bates Motel. But for this episode, Emily and I watched the movie Psycho 2 and we thought we'd talk about that and a little bit of other things that we've been watching. So I'm Sue. And I'm Em. since we recorded. I know. One of those weeks, Sue and I took a road trip together to see our other two sisters. Yep. And that was a lot of fun. Lots and lots of fun, yes. Road trip to Wyoming. Yep, I rode out there with Emily and her girls and stayed with our sister Amy for, I don't know, four nights, I think. Yeah, at least that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We hadn't all been together for a while. Long time. Yeah, because our mom and dad, our sister Catherine and Amy, and our brother Matt and his wife all live out there. So we have lots of family out, out in Wyoming. So it was a good time. Lots of laughs, lots of quilts, lots of movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of settlers of Catan. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not supposed to tell them about the settlers. We're not that nerdy. <laughs> Yes, we are. (laughs) Yeah, we are. But yeah, we watched a couple of movies while we were out there. I thought we could talk about those too. In what we've been watching since we both uh, watched it. The mood up there was scary movies. Yes. In fact, so like our brother-in-law and... I think his son, Kyle. Our nephew, Kyle, yeah. Had watched um, The Conjuring with Vera Farmiga. Yep, Catherine had seen it with him, too. Oh, yes, and Catherine. I knew there was someone else. Yep. And they had all decided that they wanted to see Matt and I and Sue see this movie. (laughs) I had seen it. Booker and I had also seen it. Oh, so it was just Matt and I. It was just you and Matt. Everyone wanted to see our reaction. We all wanted to watch them watch the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we spaz out when we're scared. Sometimes they applaud. <laughs> or Matt is into now kicking his legs. <laughs> yes. His two arms would shoot straight in the air, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm a clapper. When I'm scared, I'll clap. But I didn't this trip. Mm-mm. But I was like, moving my feet real fast like I was trying to run somewhere laying down. <laughs> You and Matt both went to, like, kicking your legs instead of <laughs> clapping. It's like, you do. 
but <laughs> it was a really good time watching that movie because it is even the second time around and I knew it's still pretty scary. It's, it's a scary it's a good movie. One. It's good. Yeah. And I just figured out yesterday who the mom is. It's the she's in uh, Six Feet Under. Yeah. It's, ah! Yeah. It's Lily Taylor. I was just and I you know I remembered something else. Oh, my baby's choking. <laughs> She's fine. <laughs> I remember. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just glanced at her. <laughs> okay. Okay. I remembered something else she's in that I can't remember now and I'm like yeah but I swear there's something else she was in Shortcuts I didn't see that the Robert Altman movie oh. I had the Criterion collection of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it just occurred to me yesterday that she's six feet under mm-hmm. yep anyway um... she's good I like her um but yeah, it's a it was fun. It's a good movie. It's scary. If you're oh, yeah. in for a scary movie, Conjuring is a good one. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's it was scary. It was creepy. And there was even clapping in the movie, and we didn't clap. I know. <laughs> we did a lot of clapping after. Though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the basic. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> I swear my child's okay. <laughs> so, uh, what's the couple's name? They're the couple that um, kind of helped the, the like, clairvoyant and, like, demonologist couple that helped oh, the Abbeville um, Horror Ed situation. And, yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. So apparently this was a case that was so bad they didn't even talk about it, right? Right, right. So it's like a based on a true story, and I'm still – I always – everything that's based on a true story, after I watch the movie, I have to, like, Google the crap out of it to find out <laughs> <laughs> how much of that was true <laughs> or documented or whatever. Right. And so – I haven't done that yet, but um, it was cool. And I can see why they wouldn't want to talk about it, because it actually kind of affected them personally. Right, right. A little bit. Yeah. It kinda the spooks them. kind of followed them to their house. <laughs> yep, exactly. So In a way. It kind of affected them, and it was not long before Amityville. So Amityville came after this one. Oh, huh. Because the very ending line, when she's when Lorraine is Vera's leaving the house, she says, "There's a case up in Long Island. I we need to go check out." <laughs> oh, I remember that. And I think this story takes place in like seventy-three or something, or seventy-six, and Amityville's like seventy-eight or something like that. Huh. So. But yeah, it was good. It had a lot of creepy stuff. If that if like all the smoothies, huh? That is smoothie. Yeah. Sorry. What were you saying? I was just gonna say if like the the type of scary movie, if you like kind of the ghost ones, this is a good one. Yeah, kind of. 
possession. Amityville horror-ish kind of, yeah. Haunted yeah. house. Haunted house, yeah. Family moves into a haunted house, basically. Yeah, it was... It had some really, really frightening things happen. That if that's all true, that is freaky. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really. Especially the clapping behind her. Yeah, so just one example. We don't want to be too too spoilery, but the family played this game called Hide and Clap, where it looked a little like Blind Man's Bluff. Kind of like Blind Man's Bluff and Hide and Seek all together. Yeah, so one person would be blindfolded. So one person has a blindfold on, and the rest of the kids go hide. And when you have the blindfold on, you get three chances to yell to everybody to clap. And so you kind of, like, catch the closest clap to you and start heading towards it and then you can ask them to clap again and you get three times to find them just totally blindfolded right and just use your imagination what a (laughs) presence in a house might do with that (laughs) that's what happened (laughs) and more (laughs) well that particular scene was actually in the trailer that was shown on tv so when the on the mom, top of the stairs? Yes. Oh, God. Because when I saw that, that's when I knew, oh, Booker's going to want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was scared because I knew he'd want to see it in the theater, but somehow we didn't. So we we watched it on Redbox a while back. But So, yeah, so the mom's at the top of the stairs. I mean, everyone's seen it. If you saw the trailer, you saw this. And she's got a match lit looking down the stairs, and these hands come behind her and clap twice. And it's creepy. Uh, no. What? Doesn't she just say, do you want to play clap and hide and clap? Oh, that's right. First it says, yeah, do you want to play hide and clap? And then it claps. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she had, the door had slammed on her and wouldn't open and stuff like that. It's not... Yeah. Lots of scary stuff had happened before that even happened. And oh, that's yeah, what you that's... thought was the scary stuff. So the little girl, like, appearing was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The doll. <laughs> the doll was terrifying. I thought they might get into that story a little more, what actually happened. Yeah. I want right. to know. That's the thing. Is that the case that made Luann crazy? Not crazy, but um, quiet? <laughs> Lorraine? Lorraine, sorry. Um, I don't think it's the only one. Um, there was an incident, though. Right? That she oh, like that's right. Speak. That's right. That one that they kind of flash back to. I think that is the Annabelle one. Yeah. And I think, if I heard right, either there's already a Conjuring two, or there's going to be, and I think it's going to cover that Annabelle story. Yay! Yeah. So it, I don't know. Yeah. If you like scary movies, it's good, and it's um, it's it's good, and Fear for me, yeah, you know. Yeah. She's great, and I just love like the she dresses like Lorraine does with the rip. She's always got like ruffly blouses and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and yeah, it's cute. Yeah, so it was fun to see that little added touch. Yep, that one has my seal of approval. It's well done. Yep, definitely, and it's well it's well acted, and it's well. It's a nice looking film too, you know. Yeah, it's it not is. cheesy, you know, like the Insidious. <laughs> oh gosh. 
Um, I still think two different directors made that movie. (laughs) There's nothing, and I looked, there's nothing to base my claim (laughs) on the internet anywhere. It just seems like two different. There is a, I mean, it's never great, but there is a stark problem. There's a huge difference between the first half and the second half, where it's just insanely bad second half. (laughs) It had to have been a, a whole different director. (laughs) <laughs> yep, we're talking about Isidious Chapter Two, um, not Conjuring. Yes. So yes, keep that clear. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other scary movie we watched was The Innkeepers. <laughs> this is a funny story because we're all like into scary movies, right? We had a lot of fun the night before, and then my daughter didn't have as much fun. Poor little thing was like upstairs and could hear scary sounds and us screaming and she was like alone in her bed and trying to text me and my phone was on the bedside table next to her anyway and she was too scared to come downstairs to get you yeah this only lasted 10-15 minutes because we got interrupted and I went up there and found her Um, so it wasn't like the entire movie she was like scared out of her mind right right window of time anyway so the next night, I promised her that we wouldn't watch any scary movies until she had fallen asleep, and which we all thought she had. But she was watching her iPod <laughs> secretly <laughs> when we went downstairs the first time. Anyway, so we had to start it kind of late because she went to bed kind of late. She went to sleep kind of late, and we, uh, my brother-in-law, our brother-in-law missed it. But anyway, so we get down there. And we start just cruising Netflix for scary movies. And we came across The Innkeepers, which is a movie I saw years ago just by myself on the laptop. Um, and I remember it being good. And I, re- I, had, I had heard about it and put it on my list because it was one of those movies that kind of made all the movie podcast circuits, you know, that I listened to. They'd all mention it. It was kind of an indie. I think it might have been at Sundance. Right, because it was on my list as well. I just hadn't watched it, but yeah, it was just I had it, added it. I had heard from people I respect, podcasters I respect, um, that it was good, and it was a good indie scary movie. And so I watched it, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, that was good. And But it had been years, and so I recommended that. And so we started it, and 45 minutes later, it, you know, we were, like, joking around and... It wasn't scary, and it didn't have the normal scary mood where, like, scary things startle you, like a cat jumps out, or... Right. It where all scary movies do. Right. It just didn't have those scenes where it would build up a lot of suspense for, like you said, a cat to all of a sudden, rare, you know, type. It, yeah. It didn't, it didn't do that. It didn't pull those punches. <laughs> in fact, our nephew Kyle, like a half hour in, he's like, are you sure this is a scary movie? Because <laughs> it was just kind of happy. <laughs> And I'm like, yes. (laughs) Let us all to tease you mercilessly for a little while. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like getting more and more nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, I've ruined our night. (laughs) And we're all, Emily, on a scale from one to ten, this is like a two. (laughs) And then there'd be like something a little bit creepier and like, okay, that raised it up to like a four. Now it's like a four on a scary meter. We all I'm just like, oh, I just felt bad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just wasting everyone's night, and it's kind of late, and we're not going to have time to watch anything else. 
And then <laughs> let's just say a scary factor went to an 11. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It, there's something that happens that scared our brother Matt so bad. <laughs> He, like, the blanket that was over him, he just threw it up in the air and it hit the ceiling. <laughs> and didn't he, like, kick you in the face? <laughs> yes, because we were on Amy and Scott's huge couch and somehow, like, my head was kind of by Matt's feet and all of a sudden, like, he's kicking my hair and stuff. <laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> but it was scary. It was scary. <laughs> and it was so unexpected. <laughs> yeah. We all screamed, and oh, <laughs> Booker screams so loud. <laughs> Needless to say, it was like the scariest thing Matt had ever seen. He said, and he was supposed to go home because he had to go to work in the morning, and he refused to go home. And he slept on the couch, <laughs> and I had to go upstairs to my kids, and because you know my husband didn't go on this trip. And so I had to go sleep with my kids, and no one would even go upstairs with me. <laughs> Everyone was too scared after this stupid movie. <laughs> I did it. to go up alone. <laughs> and there's a top of the stairs scare in this one. <laughs> right in our sister's <laughs> stairs, you go up like 10, and then there's a landing and a sharp turn, so you can't see the top. Yeah, there's a sharp turn to like the last two steps, and so the scary man was going to be right at the, <laughs> right <laughs> the top of the stairs, and I wouldn't be able to see him until I was right next to him. <laughs> and none of us would go there with you. <laughs> but I did it, and... I slept up there with my kids, and I even turned the light out. It was once I, like, left the... And I had seen it before. Once I had left the presence of the movie and right. got to bed, and I was all right. But going right. up those stairs was not my favorite thing. Yeah, Matt wouldn't... <laughs> Matt didn't want to get in his car in the dark and drive in the dark Wyoming roads. <laughs> so me and Matt and Booker and Kyle all slept on the couch together. <laughs> What's funny is you were using my Netflix account and I was putting Netflix on on my iPad and I could see these movies you guys started and stopped because <laughs> I started appearing and you guys were trying some things out to make yourselves laugh and things. Yep, we needed a palate cleanser. <laughs> and we tried one of the scary movies, like Scary Movie 4 or 2 or something like that, but we had very young, we had 16 and 17 year old boys and I forgot how those are pretty dirty. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen them, but I can imagine, I suppose. Right, and Kyle's like, I've seen this, and he's like, oh, I saw it on TV. <laughs> so <laughs> we were like, yeah, let's not watch this. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the ones that popped up. Yeah, we ended up watching Free Birds, which I fell asleep after about 20 minutes, but that's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, I'll have to watch that. But, yep, so that was... That was a lot of fun watching those two movies. <laughs> yeah, give Innkeepers a chance. Yes. You know, that's another one I recommend. Um, but and it does get, it gets like, scary. 40 minutes in and you're like, the scary factors at like a two. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep hanging there. <laughs> yep, hang in there. 
It'll reach that 11. I mean, it's somewhat entertaining during that first 40 minutes anyway. It's not, it is. It's not terrible, so it's not like, oh, i got to just turn this off. So No, it's a good movie, and the yeah, keepers are funny, and they kind of act well together, and they're just... Right, right. And there's interesting things that happen, but if, you know, you're like, okay, this isn't scary. This has not scared me yet. It will. <laughs> It, it rewards you, yes. your perseverance. <laughs> yes. And it's, yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, and is it Kelly McGillis that's in it? Yeah. And Emily and I decided that she, we are really happy that she's just let herself age naturally. Yeah. You know, she looks good. She looked great, but I didn't recognize her. And I don't know, I just like, like to see a Hollywood pretty girl. You know, she was top high, well, it was a uh, hot shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hold on. Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> hot shots was the uh, satire. Like the satire of it, yep. The one I've seen way more than I've seen Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever really watched Top Gun all the way through. Yeah. Anyway, she was a you know Hollywood looker yeah. at her time, and she's just let herself age, and I think that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's just naturally pretty. Not all bad plastic surgery and stuff. Right. Where she still she looks age appropriate. Scary forty or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um but yeah. We recommend both those scary movies and we were kind of talking about watching the Buffy the Vampire Slayer while we were out there, but I did. They... I watched it this afternoon. Oh, did you? Oh. Yep, that's one of my what I've been watching. Cool. Well, why don't we get into those then? Why don't you start? Okay, so in the hiatus, I watched the first season of Orange is the New Black. Cool. And I enjoyed it a lot. I'm kind of excited to start the second season because it ends on quite a little cliffhanger. Yes, it does. And yeah, second season's out, so you don't have you don't have to wait. I don't, but I thought I'm like I'll oh, just I had other things to watch, and I thought well I'll just wait for this podcast and just have watched the first season. Cool, yeah, I love Orange Is the New Black. I just just to get into it, I one of my what I've been watching is uh, I watched season two. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was yeah. entertaining, kind of fun dynamics, prison and. <laughs> Porn it's stash. Porn stash. <laughs> I love is his awesome. name. <laughs> and his porn stash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show Orange and the Black has great side characters. Yeah. You know, like Tasty and Crazy Eyes and Red, you know, really interesting. Almost as, you know, I almost like most of them better than Piper. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of fun. Every episode focuses on maybe like why one of the ladies was put in jail, mm-hmm. why they're in prison, which is, you know, kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's fun to see their, you know, flashbacks and what got them where they are. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a fun show. I like it. Yeah. I mean, and the second season is great. Good. I almost like it better than the first. Oh, cool. So, yep, it has a, there's a new character in the second season that I really like. She is so evil. 
Like a new prisoner? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, she's awesome. So, right on. Um, and I watched a little movie called Robot and Frank. Have you seen previews for this? Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I think I have. Robot and Frank. It, um, well, first of all, it has a robot in it. <laughs> and I saw a trailer for it months ago, and then I saw it on Netflix. And I was like, ooh. Because, you know, me and robots. And okay. I'm a sucker for, like, a robot that can kind of, um... I am, I am a sucker for kind of the human-robot relationship. And there's a lot of good movies about that, like Moon. Yeah, I was just going to say, you've seen Moon, haven't you? Yes. That is a good movie, guys, I if you haven't seen Moon. that. Look yes. up Moon. Yes. I think I had to get it by the DVDs on Netflix, because it's, it's not the easiest movie maybe to get. But that is a good show. Yes. Directed by Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son. Yes. And uh, I think it was his first. That's his first, and then I saw his second, and I liked it too. I what was remember. the second one? Because I remember there was. A uh, is it that Jake Gyllenhaal one? Like the um, un. No. Oh, the um, train. Yeah. The he, yeah. No. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that one was a little more. The moon. Moon. It's just moon, not the moon. <laughs> right. Moon was kind of just select theaters kind of thing, wasn't it? I think so. I think I played at the Broadway here. I I got it from Redbox when I watched it. I missed Redbox. I had to, but I've got the. Eleanor, I got it. Yeah, just Netflix discs. Nice. Anyway, maybe it's on Netflix anyway. now. I don't know. That's that one's worth your time, guys. Yep, but this um, robot and Frank. Robot and Frank is about an old man, and it's it takes place in the f- future, but it's not like futuristic where everything's crazy. It's like everything's pretty much the same, but you can tell technology has advanced mm-hmm. quite a bit to where robots. It seems like there's a big thing where elderly now have robot helpers that like they could cook clean um and they're just companions and that's kind of what's going on these days and it's um some people will look at it as a cop-out like there's one daughter of this frank guy that and she's played by Liv tyler that's against it kind of like a they're not real, you know, they're not humans mm-hmm. and you're just pawning off because there's the son that arranged it that he doesn't get along with his dad very well, you know, that kind of a story. Gotcha. So she thinks it's a cop-out. But, um, yeah, they're, you know, they develop kind of a little bond. Yeah, yeah. I think, is this, this streams, doesn't it? Yeah. Because it's, yeah, my, it's been recommended to me by my Netflix. Who's the... Who's the old man in it? It's um. Oh, he's recognizable. Let me. Good it's um. It's not the grandpa from Little Miss Sunshine, is it? No. No, he looks a little like him. That's uh, what's his name? Arkin. Alan yeah, Arkin. Alan Arkin. Okay. Uh, no. 
because I'm picturing like the picture. It's like a blue and white. With, or, I can't remember. Oh, you know what? I tried to look it up, and it's not on IMBD. But oh. it's like I found it somehow on IMBD. It was really weird. <laughs> There's like a glitch, maybe, that you can't look it up. Oh, that's weird. But you can Google Robot and Frank and get to its homepage on IMBD, which is very strange. I've never seen that happen before. Okay. Oh, Frank Langella. Oh, okay. He, uh, he played Nixon in um, oh, Frost yeah. Nixon. Yeah, okay. There's where I've seen him. Yeah. And he's in Superman Returns. I didn't see. I guess he's in um, Muppets Most Wanted. We haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that yet. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Frost Nixon's probably as big. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he's uh, like a retired... Uh, Cat burglar, he calls it. And he kind of figures... But he's kind of going a little dementia. Like, there's, he keeps saying the same... Like, I just stayed at that restaurant last week, and it's been closed for a couple years. So there's, like, mm, okay. either dementia or Alzheimer's going on. But it doesn't seem super bad. Um, anyway, it was really good. And, you know, it's... I... I don't know why the like robot and feelings <laughs> like and I always have a little soft spot for elderly so this was like Emily's movie but <laughs> it's not like the most fantastic movie I've ever seen but it's worth watching I liked it oh cool the ending I, was good I'll give it a shot the ending gave me some twits I did not even think were coming at all so I'm gonna go get Alice and put her in just a minute <laughs> I'm gonna clean her up. Okay. Okay, hold on. Okay. Are you there? <laughs> yeah. I went in there to pass off the Eleanor's bedtime routine to Rob, and he was laying there on the bed with his laptop on his chest sleeping. <laughs> so I had to do it. Okay. Where were we? Ending uh, up ending Robot and Frank? Yes. Okay. Anyway, it was cute. Especially if you like sentimental... Um, Robot story. movies. Yeah, or old people movies. <laughs> <laughs> I like both. <laughs> I will give it a shot. It's, yeah, like I said, it's like... You know, Netflix will be, because you watch this, you should watch right. this, you know. That yeah. one has come up more than once. Yeah. So. But obviously, I ignored it. <laughs> it looked intriguing. I imagine I would have eventually watched it, but no, I'll watch it. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I think you'd like it. Um... Okay, so then, as I mentioned earlier, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah? For the first hmm, 45 minutes, I was like, I am in. <laughs> then I just kind of got a little bored. <laughs> and then the ending just kind of, meh. Yeah? 
Yeah, so I started out real excited and, oh my gosh, this is so fun. And I took some notes, like, about stuff. And and then I just kind of started falling asleep and <laughs> rewinding <laughs> it. And Right. So it started out strong, but... Yeah, and I don't know how strong it started out as much as it was just like, oh, this is fun. And there's, like, Hillary Swanks in it. Oh, I didn't know that. She's, like, one of... Uh, Buffy's crowd. You know. Right. The likes, naughty girls. <laughs> right, gotcha. How we were figuring out that Buffy was the Cordelia of her last school, that is true. She totally was. Um, and I wrote down a few things, like, Buffy sleeps on doily pillows. In the movie? In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> She, like, has dreams like she does on the other thing. And there she is. Doily How pillow. Funny. How funny. And, oh, and David Arquette's in it. Oh, okay. And he he and Luke Perry. I mentioned Luke Perry being in it before. I think you said it was Jason Priestley. Oh, whoops. It was Luke Perry. One of those 90210 guys. Same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart back then. I can't now. <laughs> <laughs> write your um, Carrie write your angry letters <laughs> to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com <laughs> um, and there's a scene where they're in like a bar kind of place so those two are like best friends mm -hmm. and he drops a bunch of change on the server's tray and it's like what does this look like <laughs> and it was totally the what can we get for this <laughs> Oh, dear. And, uh, oh, her mom is very different. She's, like, really, she is not Joyce at all. She's, like, total valley girl mom. Oh, really? <laughs> Just, like, really bad makeup and gum. And uh, I think I'd rather have Joyce when it comes oh, yeah. to the series. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> glad they changed that. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the vamps float. Oh, cool. And they aren't cavemen. And they wow. don't poof when you stake them. They, like, die. Like, if you... Oh, really? Killed them with a sword. They have, like, death scenes. <laughs> and uh, Paul <laughs> Rubens has a pretty funny one. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's all mad. I was like, how come no one's told me he's in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and... Uh, Randall Battenkopf is in it. He plays Buffy's um, boyfriend. I don't know who that is. Oh, I only know him because of uh, the Poet Society. Nope, the other one. The other boys' school. Um, school Ties. School Ties. I watched both of those in high school incessantly. <laughs> so sometimes I mix them up. <laughs> private <laughs> boy school. Private boy school. Cute boys. <laughs> movies. They were both good movies too. And they're both good. Yeah. And we really liked Brendan Fraser back then. He was Encino Man. Yes, what you don't know about our family is Encino Man was a very important part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how some families watch <laughs> 
We could probably quote you in Xeno Man start to finish. <laughs> it just, like, especially Kat and I were just at that age. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then Brenda Fraser was on School Ties. That's, that was a good show. Or at least it was, but I haven't seen it for a while. I haven't seen it for a while, but I bet it kind of holds up. And there's another guy in it that's either in that or Dead Poet Society. Um, which is a movie that has a guy that kind of like, oh, I hope I'm not spoiling anything big. Spoilers for these movies that came out 25 years ago. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The one that um, goes crazy. Like, he has a mental breakdown in French class. Oh, I I just pictured pictured Ben and Fraser. Yeah, that's cool ties, yeah. So, never mind, Dead Poets. Although that's been on my mind because Robin Williams died this week. Mm -hmm. Rip Robin Williams. Um, Yes, so sad. Yeah, so both, okay. So it was the guy that goes, um, that has the breakdown in French class. He's in that too. Oh, okay. So there were a lot of faces. Right. So did Joss Whedon write and direct the movie as well? He did not direct it. He wrote it. He wrote it. That was back when I think he was just a writer, writing for Roland. It's probably around there. Mm -hmm. And that might have been his first movie. I'm not a real big Joss buff, but... I did notice his name. He was the only writing credit, and I know that he came up with the idea of Buffy. And it's really cool that the person that wrote the movie writes the series that comes along next, because that does not happen very often. Right. Oftentimes, exactly. a movie like that where they decide to turn it into a TV show, it's a totally different person and totally different creative team, writing team. Yeah. Right. So, this is one of those rare cases, and he did a lot better. I mean, you know, first season aside. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was fun. It was a good little uh, early 90s teenage movie, I guess. Cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. It was fun. Um, that's all I've written down as I sat here today with my notebook open trying to remember everything I've watched. That's all I wrote down. Okay. So that's it for me. Cool. Um, well, I... I've been watching this last season of True Blood. Right. So there's two episodes left, and then the whole series is over. And, yeah, this season, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's okay, but I'm just, I'm, I'm almost kind of glad that there's just two more. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, I gotta close this out. <laughs> yep. yep, I'm done. Um, well, the books get that way. I mean, they were never the greatest, but you know, just brain candy. Like I said, I'm a brain candy book person. I'm not a brain candy movie person very much. Right, right. I'd much rather get my brain candy fix with a book. Mm-hmm. And so those were, you know, fun. And. But there was a stretch of about eight books where I'm like, eh. Yeah, right. But then I haven't read the last one, I think. And it might be the last one ever. I don't remember. I know she just finished the very last. It just got published. Okay, then I'm two or three behind. But they started getting better again. Yeah, this, the season seven, there's been, I think, eight episodes. And I would say half of them were okay and half of them were pretty lame, you know. Yeah. They, 
I mean, there's some fun stuff happening, and I am really curious as to how it's just going to end. So, you know, mm -hmm. I'm in, but it's not, you know, not ending all that great. Yeah, I first saw the first two, and uh, I love the guy that plays Jason. Now, I just saw him in something. He's great. What did I just see him in? I don't know. Ryan something, quant, quant, Quantum or something like that. I have to look that up. Yeah. So um, I just saw him in something, and I think he plays a great Jason. He's great as Jason. And I absolutely love Bill. Yeah, Bill's okay. I love Eric. See, I haven't, I've only seen the first two seasons, and Eric's not in them much. I mean, I know Eric very well from the books. But... Right. Oh, they have, it's um Alexander Skarsgård who plays Eric, and he is fantastic. Yeah, I can imagine. He's so good. He's the one in Zoolander. He's one of um, Derek Zoolander's roommates that gets killed. Oh, is he? In the gasoline fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's the one when they're all like talking in their pajamas and making smoothies and stuff. He's the one in like the light blue footies system. Oh, is he? <laughs> Who's like the Earth to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. He plays Eric Northman and he's great. I love Pam, who's his like sidekick. But anyway, so True Blood. Yeah. Um I'm also watching Under the Dome because it just started a few weeks ago, the second season. So did you watch the first? I watched the first as it aired. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, I really don't know why I'm watching this. Well, I haven't heard great things about it. <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like, I started it. I'm finishing it. <laughs> I almost gave up after the first couple episodes of the season, but <laughs> the last few have actually been fairly decent. So I'm still watching it and I don't know why, <laughs> but it's got Shelby in it. <laughs> Shelby. From Bates Motel, Deputy Shelby, he's in it. He's the main guy in it. And it's got Dean Norris. I think that's why I started watching it and kept yeah. watching it, because it's got Dean Norris in it. And I always enjoy him. Hank is, like, probably besides Walt and Pinkman in Breaking Bad, I think Hank is my next favorite character. Oh, he's great. I love him so much. So... Yep, so I'm watching that, and then I finished um, Six Feet Under, finished the whole Hi. series. <laughs> Remember I had started it Yeah. a couple months ago? I finished it, and I think I liked it better my first go around. Hmm. I just, yeah, the second go around, I still liked it, but it's funny, we were talking about Lily Taylor, who is in... The Conjuring, the mom, mm -hmm. and how she's Lisa in Six Feet Under. Mm -hmm. She's so annoying. I can't. Oh, stand. she's the worst. And you know, Lisa. Peter Peter Krause, that's his name, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. He is terrible. I mean, he's a good actor, but his character is mm -hmm. almost you just almost want to kill him. Right. Quite a bit. Right. <laughs> he's just kind of an ass. He's kind of an ass. He's really, you like him a lot, like the first season or two, and then he kind of just becomes an ass. 
Um, I think David and Keith's relationship just gets tiring after a while, after yes. six seasons. <laughs> it's either break up or just get along. <laughs> get along, you guys. <laughs> I like Claire, but I don't really like her the last season or so. When she gets a little too artsy and stuff, it's just a little... Um, yeah, it's annoying. Art schooly. <laughs> yeah. She and her art friends are kind of annoying. Right. But not terrible. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm glad I watched it a second time, you know. And it's there's a some... good movie. It, I mean, we sound terrible about it, but. I know. It is good. It is a good series and it's well done. And the ending is almost worth watching. The ending. For I, the last 10 minutes of the whole series. I love. The is amazing. I, I do. I really love the final episode. People that have never seen it have probably heard that it's like one of the best endings of a series ever. Mm-hmm. And it is. It is, it is. And, oh yeah, no, I like it more than I disliked it. I just, I think I liked it better the first time, because watching it the second time, you know, the first couple episodes with Lisa, I was like, oh yeah, I really don't like her. And then she's just in it so much. <laughs> her boss is funny, though, Catherine uh, O'Hara. <laughs> yes, she's great. <laughs> she is awesome. Yep, she's fantastic. I mean, there's lots of fun stuff, but. And I love I love the death of the week. Oh yeah, that's great. The every so. episode starts out by the you know, the family owns a funeral parlor and it kinda starts out with the person that they're working on for that episode, how they right. died. And it's kind of fun. Some of them are some of them are like typical natural deaths, but some of them are really pretty gruesome <laughs> some are gruesome some are extremely hard to watch you know baby yeah and very some disturbing are, and some just goes to show like how instantly and out of nowhere death can come yeah <laughs> like the woman that stands up in the limousine and just plunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like a street light or something different? i think so i think a, like a worker's in one of those cherry pickers oh. like working on the lines or something or yeah are they in like vegas and just kind of having a wild night yeah she just like finalized her divorce and she and her girlfriends <laughs> rented a limo and they're drinking champagne and she stands up in the sunroof <laughs> and hits her head against this utility workers cherry picker thing that he's in and it just like yeah it's bad but it's a good show it's a good I, show i haven't watched it twice yeah, it's, I watched uh, it, and then years later, I listened to FisherCast. So I like listened to every. Uh, I listened to people talk about every episode, but I never rewatched with them. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, but yeah, if you've always wanted to watch it, definitely watch it. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, we kind of bagged on it, but <laughs> as a whole, it's good. <laughs> and it's funny, Peter Krause is the actor. Like, if I thought my husband looked a little bit like an actor it would be him like in the eyes and stuff yeah i can see that so yep especially picturing cam with hair Mhm. Mm yeah if cam had hair he'd look a lot more like peter krause than he does <laughs> but uh and so i watched that and i um I watched that Done the Impossible movie, the oh sure, the documentary on Firefly. 
in the does, does that mean you watched Serenity? No, it. I wrote down, it reminded me that I need to watch Serenity. Doesn't it spoil Serenity? <laughs> no, not that I can remember. All right. I think I know they talk a little bit about it, but I don't remember any like major plot. Well, actually, yeah, it does spoil a couple things. Someone's death. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's but one I've been trying to keep from you. That's okay. I figured people are going to die. I did start Serenity. I got about 15 minutes in, I don't know, two or three months ago on like a Saturday or Sunday morning. And then Cam got up and we decided to go to Home Depot. And I just never got back to it, mm. you know, so I think we started doing yard work or something that day. So I did start and I got, I don't know, I'd say about 15 minutes in and I've just always meant to return to it and haven't. So, but I do know the spoiler, but that's okay. I figured people were going to die anyway. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's shocking and sad. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll still be affected by it. Yeah. You know? It made me want to watch Firefly again, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun movie. I it enjoyed is. watching the, it. The fans are great. I mean, yeah. what? I'm glad that people like that are out there, you know? Yeah. To just get so into and willing to take so much time to do such a, you know, like one guy was like, I think I bought 70 sets of the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to buy as, they bought as many DVDs as I could to like, Try and try and up the sales. Yeah, that's you know. So I thought that was pretty cool, and it was fun to see him. And and yeah, I the two old dudes on the guitars I thought were funny. The bards of oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was just one. I was just flipping through Netflix and went, oh, watch this. So. So I watched that. Um, Booker was at my house for a couple of days before we all went out to Wyoming. And he and I watched a movie, I think on Netflix or Amazon, called Odd Thomas. Have you seen this? No, or? is it based on Dean Coon's books? It is. I read the first two of those, I think. Oh, did you? I haven't read any of the books. I just kind of read the description and added it. And then Booker and I were trying to find something to watch. And we started this and it's, we both really liked it. It's Really? A, I had to try it. I liked the book. I mean, as much as I could like a Dean Coons book there, I'm always pretty disappointed. <laughs> they're never as good as Stephen King's. I've only read like one. Yeah. They're, oh, I remember you read one and I remember I had read the same one and I'm like, oh, that was a terrible book. <laughs> I think I heard it on audiobook. I think Dad gave me a bunch of audiobooks. <laughs> was it like a surfer one? Yes. Yeah, okay. He kept describing the water as sharky and then, or the sky as sharky and then always explaining what sharky meant. And I'm like, I get it. <laughs> right. He was like trying so hard to put in some surf, surfer lingo, but he'd always explain it. <laughs> but he'd explain awful. it and he did it more than once. And I'm like, I think we get what sharky means. <laughs> I mean, like, ominous or, you know, scary. <laughs> so, yeah, I was kind of turned off. But, no, it was a fun movie because we had absolutely no idea what it was about. So we just went in, you know, and uh, it's fun. And the guy that plays Odd Thomas is uh, the guy that plays Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, we we liked it. It's it's got fun effects and it was just a fun little ride. You know, it's it's always fun to watch a movie that you just have no idea what it's about. Like yeah, you're just just going in blind, going in completely blind. Is there like a twist in that? I feel like there was a twist in the book. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Is Bunny scratching himself? Yeah. (laughs) Bunny, be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) He's just looking at me. Go to bed, sweetie. Um, Yeah, there is a twist. Um, (laughs) So itchy. Your kids were noisy at first. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's it's fun. I like it. I recommend it. Well, I might try it. <laughs> <laughs> My neighbor Josh is totally into those books. I think there's three or four of them. Oh really? He I might give them. Turned Odd Thomas into a series. Huh? I might give them a try. Actually, I I think I would do better. I'm not. I think when I listened to the audiobook of the one Dean Coots, I don't think I liked the reader either. I remember. I think I. I think I listened to that one instead of read it too, and I. I know. I can hear it in my head. Yeah, I. I didn't like him either. It was bad. It was kind of a. Yeah. So, but I might give these Odd Thomas books because I like the story. I liked how. I think the tagline of the movie is. Like I see dead people too, but I do something about it or something like that. <laughs> So well, he's not six years old either. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, but but yeah, it's fun, and I'm pretty sure it was Netflix that we watched it on. Huh. And then we already talked about. I watched the second season of Orange Is the New Black. So the last thing I watched was um. I watched An Idiot Abroad. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, because you had mentioned it to me, and yep, I've I've watched the whole first season, and I'm a couple episodes into the second one. Oh, you've watched more than me. I've probably watched the first six, maybe. There, yeah, there's only like seven or eight episodes, so. Oh, okay. And oh man, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I love it when he's at the Great Wall and he finds out that it was like. Mostly rebuilt in like 1980, and he's like, "So it's not." He's, <laughs> he's totally like, unimpressed. It's like it's an okay wall. <laughs> like, I wouldn't call it the Great Wall. <laughs> it's just okay. It's only been here since the 80s. <laughs> he makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Carl Pilkington, he is a one of a kind. (laughs) And I just love, I think some of my favorite parts are the phone calls. Yes. (laughs) Ricky and Steven, (laughs) they get so mad at him. They're like, you're not on holiday. (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, those are good, like, Saturday afternoon sorting through. Two months worth of papers in your house shows. That's almost exactly what it was. <laughs> I was actually jarring honey. Yep, good. Yep. <laughs> They're perfect for that. Cam's parents gave us like a five gallon bucket of honey. 
Wow. And I decided that's just not practical. (laughs) (laughs) So did you like put it in separate jars? I did. I, we had a couple of cases of, um, just like pint sized Mason jars. And so I just kind of transferred it into those and, um, found out you don't have to like process them. You don't have to, in fact, you shouldn't like pressure can them or anything. Cause honey is like the only thing, the only food in the world that just doesn't go bad. <laughs> yeah. You could like eat the honey in Egyptian tombs. That's, I know that's what the website said. They're like, honey was found in King Tut's tomb and people could eat it if they wanted to. <laughs> I, like, wouldn't it, I wouldn't do it, but <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's in an airtight container and like stored in a cupboard or something, it's fine. So yeah, now I I have like cooking honey, and then I have like spread on biscuits honey, mm-hmm. and the spread on the cooking honey I go through pretty fast, but the spread on biscuits honey, which is usually creamy or something, um, mm-hmm. always gets crystallized. I don't go through it fast enough. Well, you the just crystals, have to microwave it. You just have to microwave it because this is kind of crystallized too. Because this is like natural. I mean, it almost it's like the it Our looks filtered, like. Filtered is it called? Yeah, it's like natural, not processed at all. So okay. it's almost the color of like it looks like I've got all these jars of caramel. That's cool. It's that's a really not, you want good, some? Huh? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I've got so much of it. <laughs> I would totally take some of that off your hands. Because I filled two cases of the pint-sized jars, so that's wow. 24, and I didn't even go to half of it yet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a so big like, old bucket of honey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm like, <laughs> it's expensive, too. It, I know. So it needed to come out of the five-gallon bucket. That just wasn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, let's see. I need a fourth of a cup. <laughs> I, need, I need a tablespoon. <laughs> So, yeah. So I will next time I see you, I'll give you a, a bunch of jars of honey. <laughs> so anyway, I watched an idiot abroad while I did that because it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a pretty terrible chore. Oh uh, well, you know, just so sticky and. Yeah, exactly. It was a Sunday morning. Put yeah. on Netflix. You know, it yeah. was okay. Um. Yeah, and Carl Pilkington going to, like, an Indian festival. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I just know he's always obsessed with the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> so the second season is, so the first season is he gets sent to all seven of the wonders of the world. Ah, uh, yeah. And so the second season is Stephen and Ricky, like, went through a bunch of bucket lists online and came up with the the top 100 bucket list and they're making oh. <laughs> <laughs> like what occurs on most people's bucket yeah. list. <laughs> yeah things like bungee jumping and you know i don't know going on a safari things like that whale watching but there's always a twist like one of them's dolphin swim with dolphins and so they sent him to australia to do that but they decide he should swim with sharks instead <laughs> And I have to say, I I kind of feel really bad for Carl in the second season. I felt bad for him in the first. I know, but once you get to the second, it's like Steven and Ricky really do kind of come off as kind of bullies. 
Well, you know, if you think about it, they kind of are, even in the podcasts. Right, right. So Let me tell you, if you can chase down those podcasts, and I will try and find the link to them, mm-hmm. they are a good time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant, and Carl Pilkington. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And I have lost my copies of them, and... I need to I need to hunt those down again. Yeah, I tried to find them on Netflix and they're not or on iTunes and they're not there. Yeah, I think I need to dig. I think I tried to and I need to dig a little deeper because they are worth finding. Yeah, I want to find them. I want to try and watch that. Wasn't there like a cartoon made out of them on HBO or something? Someone animated I, them. I saw some pictures of that, but I never. Oh, yeah. they animated the talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be amazing. I think so. Because I need to at least get the. The audio. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, an idiot abroad. It's funny. Um, so, yeah, that is, yeah, that's all I watched. All right. Let's go to, so we're going to move on to Psycho 2, but we got a little feedback. Yeah. So, let's, 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 uh, Go to that. We got feedback from Harold and Flora. I'm just tickled that two of our listeners watched it and pre-watched it and wrote in for the podcast. I know, me too. I didn't even expect that to happen. Because um, I don't think I would. I would just say, yeah, you guys watch it all. Hear what you have to say about it. <laughs> I would have done. Do you want to read Harold or Flora? Um, I'll go ahead and read Harold since I have it up. Okay. So Harold says, my comment card for Psycho 2. Being something of a film snob, especially when it comes to Alfred Hitchcock, I never felt the need to see any of the Psycho sequels. But Bates Motel has proven to me that you don't need Alfred Hitchcock to do something special with these characters. So I came to Psycho 2 with an open mind. My take is that Two was not a good movie, but it wasn't terrible either. I'd probably give it a two-star review out of four. I think that's pretty fair. And I think that's I fair. am something of a film snob myself. A little mm-hmm. uh, high five, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I feel the exact same way. I just didn't think Psycho needed a sequel. Right. I love, and we all know this, love the idea of a prequel. Mm-hmm. But as far as a sequel, no. Not interested at all. Right. Although we are going to watch them all. But, yeah, I don't think it lend- it needs it. So, yeah, I'm with you. Yep, but I agree on his two-star out of four review, though. I mean, it, it wasn't a great movie, but it was not terrible either. Agreed. And it gave me some twists that I wasn't expecting. Yep. It really did. I... And I could not, there were times where I'm like, I don't know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) And I got kind of into it, (laughs) which I didn't see coming. (laughs) Halfway through the movie, I did not see that coming. Yep. 
Um, he goes on to say, it was good to see Anthony Perkins back as Norman and back in the old Bates home, even if it made absolutely no sense that anyone would think it'd be a good idea to return him back. <laughs> <laughs> to return him back to the motel without supervision. I was also happy, too, that they brought back Vera Miles' character from the original film. Yeah, they brought her back, and it was the same actress. Yeah, I I thought that was the same actress. I meant to look that up. Which is very cool. Um, Harold says, I think this could have been a better movie in the hands of a better director, and if they got rid of the bad movie moments like Mary insisting that Norman use a long kitchen knife to cut her sandwich. <laughs> cut your own darn sandwich. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Speaking of which, there was a lot of sandwiches in this movie. <laughs> I, know. I wrote that down too. <laughs> there were almost as many sandwiches as there were people wearing old lady wigs carrying long knives. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there was lots of people that were... <laughs> Do you think all the sandwiches was because he gave Marin a sandwich in the first movie? I, that's kind of what I got. I was like, oh, he made her, their dinner is sandwiches and milk. <laughs> Just like yeah, I did too. I think that was one of my notes. Mm. My notes for this movie consist of just pages of stray observations. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what mine is too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, Harold says, I like, I like the plot twist, especially that Mary was Lila's daughter and that the old lady at the diner was the one who was responsible for all the face carving. (laughs) (laughs) Face carving is exactly what it was. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) He says, I don't normally complain much about special effects, but that doll's head that they used when Vera Miles' character got knifed through the mouth was just awful. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, in terms of how the story matches up with Bates Motel, I'm sure that both of you were paying special attention, but here are my notes. Uh, Tubi says that the surrounding area is full of drugs and prostitution. I don't think the town was called White Pine Bay. It was not, but I don't remember what it was called. It started with a V or something. Um, The woman who raised Norman was named Norma Bates. I noticed that. Yep. I didn't put together the drugs and prostitution. That's awesome. (laughs) I didn't either. Uh, Norman says that he had blackouts whenever he acted as if he were his mother. Norman says he killed his mother when he was 12 and that his mother was crazy long before that. If the older woman is correct, Norma was not Norman's mother, but we have seen no indication of that in the show. The Norman doesn't watch old movies. Also, I didn't see a taxidermied Emma anywhere in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been sweet. Okay. It would have. I, as far as the show and Psycho go, I do not, I'm not going to consider any of these remake or any of these sequels as canon for the show. Do you? No, I don't think so. No. I am only basing canon on the Psycho movie. Right. But even that they play around with. Um, mm-hmm. Killed his mother when he was 12. That um, definitely, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. He would have been, you know, they don't let a 12 year old, I get, huh? people knew she, he killed her. No, no. Because in the movie, in the psycho movie, she, she just keeps up the appearance that she's alive. Right. But she had been dead in 10 years. She'd been gone for 10 years. 
So they don't know, I think until the very end that he killed his mother. No, they just know that he kept her corpse. Do they know that he killed her? Yeah, because they do the big explanation that he, yeah, because they talk about the poisoning and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know if they, I don't think, they must not have known when they buried her, which is kind of weird. Yeah. How would they have found out? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I know, that's what I'm saying. Am I missing like, something? I don't know. <laughs> What's we sound like idiots. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Had he been institutionalized in Psycho and come back to run the motel? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to look at my notes from when we watched Psycho. <laughs> Here's what I can remember is that they put it together later that he had killed his mother and had dug her back up and stuffed her and then kind of couldn't deal with it. And so her personality came out right. to deal with the guilt right. and he kept her alive that way. Now, how they knew he poisoned her, all of that, I have no clue. I don't remember that's, either. If I ever knew, that's lost me. That information is not with me right now. <laughs> it's not with me either. <laughs> so write in if you remember. <laughs> yeah, we're all confused. Yeah, Harold will know. <laughs> we're counting on you, Harold. Um, yeah, but that's that's what he says. So, but yeah, we weren't even sure her name was Norma. I remember one of our first podcasts, and someone maybe Harold wrote in and said that her name was Norma, like in the novel. I think Carrie's the one that told us that. Oh, was it Carrie? Okay, and then because um, she also pointed out in that email she sent us that, um, like, the sister must have married Marion Crane's boyfriend. Remember? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember why that was a must-have, but I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, you know, I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast and I know more than the podcast host, and I'm like, you idiots! I know. <laughs> if you're doing that, I apologize. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's late. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so her name is Norma, and that was verified here, and I guess it was in the novel. Um, he killed her way earlier in the sequel than we feel he did. <laughs> well, and well, that definitely doesn't work with the show. Right, right. Because in the show, in Bates Motel, he's 17, so. Yeah. Yeah. 12 just seems really young to kill someone. <laughs> Yeah, and that tea. So he killed her with that tea in the uh -huh. box. That's really old tea. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I don't think tea lasts as long as, as no. honey does. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do tell you to keep it in a tin box. That keeps it freshest. Right, but not years. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. <laughs> okay, Flora. 
Oh, Flora wrote this very poetically. Have you read it? Yes. (laughs) It's like beautiful prose. Okay. I watched Psycho for the first time a long time ago. I never watched it again. That movie scared the hell out of me. Psycho 2. No Hitchcock involved. I should be fine. Oh no, the shower scene. I closed my eyes. I need to be able to take a shower tonight. I remember having those problems. Yep. (laughs) Back in the day. I'm good now. I can shower away with abandon. (laughs) (laughs) Even right after watching it. (laughs) Um, Yes. Well, the movie, if you haven't watched it or haven't watched it in a long time, it just starts with the original psycho scene. They just kind of ride on those coattails. (laughs) Yeah. I found that. Which I thought was lame. It like started it out kind of lame to me because I'm like, you can't ride on the coattails of Hitchcock. <laughs> I guess that's what you're doing by making a remake of his movie. But, but to like insert a whole scene. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Universal must own the rights to Psycho or something because there's no way they yeah. could, you know. Yeah, it was very odd to me. Yes, I've, I don't think I've ever seen that before in a sequel where they actually show a whole scene from (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I think I've seen like a little montage flashback-y kind of maybe but yeah I just thought that was kind of cheap to like Mm -hmm. it felt like they were totally trying to like start their movie off right but (laughs) yeah I was confused because I was like did I rent the right movie I just I, I just kept going on. I thought that they were just going to show flashes of it or something, but it's like the entire scene. <laughs> and poor Flora, she thought that she had never had a different to movie. <laughs> so she says, when I'm sure Marion is dead, I opened my eyes. No more fear. The Bates Motel is right here before my eyes, exactly as on the show. They did an amazing job with the set. I would love to see a making of. And then she says, the infamous window. I'm taken over by a strange feeling all of a sudden, a sense of nostalgia. I can't watch Psycho 2 and not think about the show and all the characters I love. I mean, Norma is long gone by now. So is Romero and Dylan and Emma. You know, I didn't want to think about all those guys and think, oh, they're dead. (laughs) But I did insert Freddie Highmore. An older Freddie Highmore in Psycho 2, and I thought of the best idea. They need to do a remake of Psycho in 10 years from now using Freddie Highmore (laughs) (laughs) as an older guy, a 30-something like Norman Bates, and just Mm -hmm. redo Psycho like Gus Van Zandt, but actually uh, change it up enough and make it a little Bates Motel style. Wouldn't that be sweet? That'd be cool. And Vera. Vera could even play Mommy Corpse. That would be cool. <laughs> she just <laughs> sit really still. <laughs> That'd be so creepy. Because in the movie, she's like old lady with like little old lady shoes and stuff. And Vera wouldn't. She'd be like creepy, beautiful, like freaky. Right. Ooh, it would be cool. That would be creepy. I didn't want to see Psycho 2 like that. But Psycho mm-hmm. 1, wouldn't that be neat? That would be kind of cool. I really like that idea. Okay. <laughs> and it could even be Sheriff Romero that, like, explains cool. away Norman and stuff. I just love it. Okay. 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I read Robert Block's novel. I loved it. In the book, Norman kills his mother with poison out of jealousy. I wonder if Carrie, Aaron, and Carlton Cuse will make that ro- will take that road. I guess they will. And I hope Romero were, will turn out to be Cho, Joe Constantine. Constantine is that that must be the, the character. That must be the boyfriend of Norma's. Oh, oh yeah. I Maybe. need to read that book because our sister Amy read it and she said it's really, really, really scary. I haven't read it. So they're talking about the Psycho book, not the sequel Psycho book. I am guessing, yes. And, you know, Amy read it when she was a teenager or even younger, and she said it was really scary. And Hmm. I know Truffaut had very little nice things to say about it, but I think I might read it anyway. Yeah, I might give it a whirl too, actually. It'd be fun. hmm. Okay, back to the email. And... Just to speak on that, I have a feeling that they will have Norman kill her by poisoning, just like he did in the. I did too. I really I have a feeling they they're gonna if if they do anything according to, you know, the original book and everything. I think that's one of the things that they will keep the same. Yeah, that seems pretty set canon. That yeah, I mean, I I believe that the mother and the boyfriend were starting this hotel and that's, mm-hmm. it was kind of making Norman feel left out and jealous. And so he killed them out of jealousy and it was, it was starting the hotel that did it. And that's, that's gone by the wayside, but they could do something very similar by just having her have a relationship that actually is working. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I bet they do poison. Absolutely. Oh, that's going to be, Oh, Mm-hmm. Again, ooh, that's going to be tough. Because Freddie Highmore's going to, you know, <laughs> it's going to be Freddie Highmore and Vera Farmiga. It's going to be tough. I know, it's going to be really tough. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Is Norman Psychiatrist aware that getting a former knife killer to work in a kitchen surrounded by sharp objects is not a good idea? <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Yeah, there's some problems with <laughs> certain parts of the movie. Absolutely. That being one of them. And yay, Norma, you can be proud of your son. No drugs allowed on these premises. <laughs> <laughs> to me was no Rauf, but the sentiment was there. And she would be proud of him. <laughs> Um, Mary is reading in the belly of the beast of course she is yes I noticed that too I was like what's she reading and I'm like ooh yes (laughs) Um, and then there is a hole in their bathroom wall in Hitchcock it is suggested that Norman or the man his character is based on used to watch his mother without her knowledge I think we should see Norman in voyeur mode more often in season 3 Totally agreed. I do too. That and would be I so really awesome. And I really need to watch Hitchcock. I really wanted to see it when it first came out, and I never did, and then I forgot about it. Oh yeah, I. I think it just got. I think I saw that it's been added to something I stream on. Ooh, good. Because I saw it somehow the other day and was like, "Ooh, I need to watch that." Because I've been uh, looking for it on streaming and never saw it. 
Oh, I wonder how I saw it. But I, it's been year. It's I told you it's it's been a long time since I even thought of that movie. Right. But I was really interested before. I I think it would be a lot of fun to see Norman kind of do little peephole things in season three. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'm in it. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, Mary is Lila's daughter. I didn't see that coming. Maybe because WTF. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of a mother sent her own daughter to live with a psycho who butchered her sister? WTF. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was an interesting choice. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> That's like, okay, so let's say I get murdered. And 20 years from now, the guy who murders me gets out. And so you, you're going to send Scout to go live with him? <laughs> Freak him out. Dress up like his mother. <laughs> Make him turn psycho again. And then he, get him back in jail. Honey, can you go live with this psycho guy for a little while and make him go insane again because he killed Mess my sister? with his mind. <laughs> The capital plan. <laughs> this is Joyce's sister. <laughs> <laughs> this guy killed Aunt Sue like 20 years ago. <laughs> Take your sister Eleanor with you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is so crazy. <laughs> There's a few problems. <laughs> uh, and she says, I'm done. I enjoyed watching it. It's not a bad movie. I'm looking forward to listening to your podcast. Hey. Well, thanks, Flora. I'm thanks, glad you, Flora. so glad you watched it. And, and thanks for braving the shower scene, whether you wanted to or not. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was a cheap move. It was a very cheap move. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, and Flora, I noticed you put that little question mark, like when you say getting a former knife killer to work in a kitchen. Like maybe you're wondering if that is structured right. It works. It works. Yep. Let's see. What would be exactly perfect? Um, um like a former murderer. I mean. I don't know. Knife. Wielding murder. Yeah, I mean, it, it works the way it's she fine. did it. Yeah. Yep, so. I was just wondering if there was a... More correct? Yeah. But I can't think of anything. Nope. And... Just on our Facebook page, we were kind of... Emily announced that we were going to be recording this and watching Psycho 2. And Carrie just said, um, I've seen it and I liked it. I think no one wanted a sequel to the masterpiece, but storyline-wise, I thought it was pretty good. And some scenes are quite spooky. And I agree. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. And I didn't need a sequel, but like I said, it actually intrigued me at the end. I really got intrigued about who the real murderer is. What's going on? <laughs> and I, I couldn't know. guess it. I really couldn't. Mm -mm. So that's something. Yeah, 
Definitely. And I had seen it before. I, I watched it like in 83 or 84 when it came out. I remember watching it with our brother, Ben. And like a lot of it, as I was watching it this time, a lot of things came back to me from watching it. Like, oh, yeah. I, like I, I remember when she first sees the people, I was like, oh, I think there's going to be an eyeball. And But it was like another scene because I remember that just scaring me to death because I was probably 12, you know, 13 or so. Uh-huh. Um, and then I remember when I saw that all that coal piled up in the cellar, I was like, oh, there's a body in there. I remember seeing a face, you know. Yeah. Huh. So little parts of it came back to me. But, but yeah. Um, so what do you, I noticed it, it was raining really hard when Norman and Mary get to the motel. Yeah. So I thought that was a little nod to the Psycho movie because it was raining when Marion got there. Yeah, there are a few nods. Um The uh, you see the owl again, that mm-hmm. owl we've seen in everything. Yep. Um, people. People. <laughs> and then she calls her name Mary Samuels, and that's the name that Marion Crane used to check into the motel in Psycho. That was the alias she chose. Uh huh. Mary or Marie Samuels, yeah. Because it's really Crane, right? Right. <laughs> but that's when, like, the that PI was like, that might be her because she used the last name Samuels and her boyfriend was named Sam. He kind of put it together. That's right. That's probably her. So, yeah, I find it interesting that, so, Marion Crane's sister, Lila, who's in the original Psycho movie, marries Sam... Marion Crane's boyfriend. That's <laughs> just right. Kind of weird. They kind of get together. Uh, they kind of band together to solve the mystery in Psycho. So yeah, you could see it. I guess it could happen. Um. Oh, did you notice that they found seven bodies in the uh, swamp? Yes. That was my dream, huh? <laughs> You wanted them to th- show you a scene. The original Psycho to end with them just pulling car after car. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that must have been exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. We just didn't get to see it, boo. Yeah, that would have been a nice shot. So, so yeah, I mean, basically, as a whole, it's, I mean, it. for those who didn't watch it and are just listening to the podcast, I mean, in a nutshell... Norman has been institutionalized for like 22 years and he gets out. Yeah. It sounds like they kind of just tried to, this was made in the eighties, almost like as much time it had actually passed. So how old Anthony Perkins actually was right. All that time had passed. Right. Movie world. Right. So 23 years in between. Yeah. So they kind of deem him cured. They didn't him cured, and so got the gets... doctor, which is the boss guy from Big. I was kind of happy to see him. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's in some other things, but that's it's it's Robert 
Loja, is it? Yeah. Don't know his name at all. Um, so Norman goes back to run the motel, but he also gets a job at a diner as a like cook's assistant or something. Right, and he doesn't exactly go back to do the hotel, but that's kind of what happens because he has a guy running the place. Right, Dennis Franz is that guy. And that's one of my notes. Franz plays a great sleazeball. He was really (laughs) sleazy. played a very convincing sleazeball. He did. He did. But he, this manager over the years has turned it into, as Norman called it, like an adult hotel. <laughs> right. Which that was that it was that way before Norman and Vera bought it or Norman and uh, Norma bought it. Right. Right. So, you know, kind of get to prostitutes and stuff. Right. Um, and then he fires that worker and he becomes friends with like a waitress at the diner he's working at. And she says they get off work like the first day they work together and her boyfriend has kicked her out of the house. And so she goes back to stay at the motel, but ends up staying in the house instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he feeds her sandwiches and milk. Uh-huh. And then... I don't know. People just start getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, you see little things. You you see notes like someone in a dress. Oh, notes from his mother. And this was bothering me. I'm like, that is not Norman-ish to like actually see things that aren't there. I know. So that I was can... bugging me about the movie. I'm like, this is stupid because that's not how Norman is. <laughs> I know, because I was like, are these notes just, are they really there? And how are they getting there? Cause so I didn't think they were, and it, I didn't like that. I was on and off about it. I was like, because I was the same way. I was like, he doesn't hallucinate things like that, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I was confused by the notes, too. Um, but And it starts immediately. I mean, like, the, the first day he's home, he starts hearing her voice again. <laughs> right, and he'll... And getting and the- these notes. The phone will ring and he'll be having these conversations. You don't know if it's with air or what, but he's talking to his mother. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, man, that doctor is an idiot. (laughs) He's not cured at all. Letting this guy out. He is mad as a loon. (laughs) I know. So. And uh, I did. I fell for it all. (laughs) I did too. I, yeah. And he'll like see a knife. And, you know, of course, there's just going to be butcher knives everywhere because they're going to really cap. They really capitalize on the scary things of Psycho. Right. And put them everywhere. Like, ooh, the butcher knife, the iconic butcher knife. Here it is. This right. kind of thing bugs me in movies. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Because in, well, in that scene when Mary comes to his house that first night and he makes her, he makes that sandwich and. I don't, she wants a knife, I don't know, to cut off the crest or whatever, and he's all, I just I just got back here, and I forgot to bring my c- c- cutlery. That's totally, I, that was one of my notes, as I just wrote that down. I forgot to leave any cutlery. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Do you have a knife? No, I'm afraid. I don't. I, I just moved back here after being many years away. I forgot to bring any cutlery. 
That's odd. <laughs> but then she just like gets up and opens the drawer and it shows like all these old, really dusty like spatulas and stuff. And then just this bright, shiny butcher knife on top of them. Yeah, which, like, funny, he was did... like, he was captured with that knife over his head about to kill someone, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems like that would be an evidence still in some police <laughs> the box. The tape would too, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but no, someone cleaned it off and put it right in the drawer for I know, to come back later. It's hilarious because, like, everything else in the drawer has, like, 20 years of dust on it. It's just, like, <laughs> shiny. <laughs> um, so, anyway, so a bunch of people are getting murdered and you're seeing you know old lady wigs and dresses walking around and it's very kind of confusing (laughs) yeah and then we find out there's a reveal that mary is lila's daughter and that lila put mary up to this she's trying to drive norman crazy so that he gets locked back up you kind of see a court the kind of starts after the shower scene it shows the courtroom and she is like protesting his release. I guess it's a probation, probably some sort of right. Right. Probation was, trial. Right. And she's got a, she's got like a, what are those called? A petition, mm. but you know, with like 700 and something signatures and the judge is like, meh, that does nothing. <laughs> yeah. So you already know she's like, why is he out? He shouldn't be out. He killed my sister, blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. Which understandably, sure. it, that would be upsetting. Absolutely. But I don't think the best way to go around it is to send your daughter to live with him and drive him crazy again. <laughs> well, no, it's not. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's well thought out. <laughs> so but now we start not trusting her. We Meg don't. Tilly. It's played by Meg Tilly. Right, right. Because um, she seems to not want to do it anymore. Because after living with Norman and working with him and spending time, she's like, I, I. She uh, grows to care for him. She kind of grows to care for him and thinks that what they're doing isn't right. Yeah. But then her mom gets killed. Yes. And there's a little... (laughs) There's a couple that apparently this guy, a little teenagers, Mm -hmm. he likes to sneak into the fruit cellar at the psycho house and smoke weed. Yep. I thought it was extremely funny that he pulls out the dustiest, dirty little camp roll you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and he's, he's bringing a girl, and so you're just thinking, really? This is where you take a girl to make out? That is like... <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he really knows how to woo a girl. But then he sat down to smoke weed, and then I was like, oh, I guess. You could smoke weed there. And then they started making out. <laughs> right. <laughs> it just didn't, I don't know. <laughs> they could have found a better place to make out. <laughs> <laughs> he just he pulls out this camping roll. I don't know if you know what it did, but it I was did. so like poofs of dirt just fly off of it when he rolls it out. It was dirty, visibly very dusty. Oh, and dirty that's funny. In that creepy fruit cellar. 
Where? Yeah, I can see kids wanting to break in because that's like that's where that that psycho guy hit his mom's corpse. You oh, know? sure. That's and that's totally what I thought. You would and then definitely thought, go down there and check it out and maybe smoke a joint. You know. Yeah. But make out? No. No. <laughs> Don't you have a car? <laughs> <laughs> there, you know, as a Norman and Cody and everybody, there's some nice places in those woods. <laughs> that's that's true. much better. Yeah. But he gets killed. Yes, and that was a terribly acted scene by both of those two, especially <laughs> the girl. <laughs> so he's being stabbed. He gets does he get pulled back or she just she's she gets out and he doesn't. Or she he gets, gets out the window because they see someone they see an old lady wig and dress. Yeah, like walk by the open door. Right. So and they so freak out. She they gets freak out. out. He, I think his ankle gets grabbed or something. Yeah, he's climbing up the coal to try and get out the basement window or the cellar window. And yeah, he gets pulled back down. And You kind of see a lot of it from her point of view. And you just like see his hand reach the window. And you know he's getting stabbed. And she just makes these little feeble, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was really, really bad. <laughs> That is not what would happen if I witnessed that. There would be bloody murder. Have you ever heard anyone scream bloody murder? That would have been me. That would have been the time to do it because there's bloody murder going on. Yes. But yeah, no, she she was very calm about it. <laughs> she just stayed to watch. No. Like, huh, he's getting no. stabbed by a killer. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Yep. Um, all right, that's all I have to say about that. but they don't i mean they question norman about the murder yeah because at the time he's got like in the attic that's right he gets locked up in the attic i'm like he's got some sort of alibi he does he's locked in the attic (laughs) but when he wakes up or whatever you see him next the door's actually open so it leaves the window open that it was norman right but he also kind of had an alibi but it also left you questioning. Yeah. Um, is this a point where you know there's a third person? Yeah. I think so. It's near the point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is where it started getting intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Something is going on. And it's right, not cause... just those two trying to... Because at this point... Her. We know that Lila and Mary had been trying to drive him crazy, and Lila had been writing those notes, and I guess Mary was the one that was planting him. And And Lila was calling calling from her hotel, pretending to be Norman's mother. But he's also getting calls from... He starts making up the story that his real mother, and that Norma Bates wasn't actually his mother. But his aunt... Uh-huh. And so he starts coming out with that, and you're like, what? I know. Yeah, so... Norman's crazy. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he starts talking about how that wasn't his mother that died. He still has a mother. He was adopted by his aunt. And they, like, dig up Norman Norma's body, and she's dead. Here she is. <laughs> <laughs> Which he was very delicate to look at when he had talk to her for <laughs> ever <laughs> and put her to bed every night. And yeah, he was very disturbed seeing that, which I thought you spent a lot of time with that corpse. 
I'll just be like, Mom. <laughs> just like I remember you. <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> so, so, yeah, when he comes up with, like, this story about being adopted, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Lila gets killed. Well, Loomis gets killed as well. The no, Toomey, the Dennis Franz guy, he gets killed. Yeah, and he do, he gets he gets sliced in the face, and it's pretty lame. Yep. And then, so Lila's death, she gets like stabbed through the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the first time that the special effect was so bad it was good. Exactly. And that is actually the main problem with this movie to me as a whole was it wasn't bad enough to be fun to watch. It was just good enough that it was, you know, there's bad movies and then there's just like meh movies. Right. Exactly. This one's more meh, but uh, you yeah. know, either be really bad or be really good. <laughs> right. There's no Cause I'll movie. like both <laughs> <laughs> for different reasons. So when we got like the bad doll head, I'm just gonna I'm gonna like that because it's fun and it's amusing, right? Because it yeah, was what, just terrible. Yeah, yeah, what Harold had mentioned that it was a terrible effect, but it was awesome. Yep. Sorry, Bunny's drinking water. <laughs> so dead? she apparently gets killed. Oh, this bothered me a lot. That she's like stabbed through the mouth and then hidden in the coal. Quickly, mm -hmm. very soon after, there's a cop. Is it a cop downstairs? Yeah. Yes. Come searching around. You cannot clean up blood stains off of. It was stone flooring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. That is way too porous. There's just no way. He didn't see a murder scene. <laughs> exactly. And that really bothered me. Because. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because Norma tries to clean yeah, it. Yeah, Bates Motel, Bates Motel. and the side steps. And yeah, where Shelby. Out. Yeah, Dylan's like, it's too porous. <laughs> like, it's never going to come out. I wonder if they were remarking on this show. It's <laughs> 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 like the writers just. That's always bothered me. Let's, <laughs> let's, yes. let's point it out in Bates Motel. <laughs> Yeah, so so then so this whole ending is kind of confusing on who's doing what and who's killing who. <laughs> yeah, because at this like, point, you... like Harold said, there was a lot of people dressing up in wigs and dresses, and having knives. Because <laughs> yes. at this point, you almost kind of think that Mary's the one killing everyone. Yep. Okay, so I'm not the only one that thought it was Mary for a little while. Oh yeah, I thought it was Mary. Okay. Not long and not really convinced, but... Right, right. It was a possibility in my head. Right, because you're not totally convinced that it's Norman, and you're not totally convinced... Yeah, at this point, you're just like... Oh. And you're like, well, who else could it be? Because it's always someone you have at least been... had met in the movie, right? You would think so, yeah. Very... I mean, that's just how books and movies work, is when... Well, it has to I've be. read a lot of thrillers and mysteries. It's someone you at least know, or else it's not fun. I was like, oh, it's that lady down the road that we've never met? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, okay. <laughs> that is unsatisfying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so then, so. Okay, Lila, is it Lila? Wait. Lila is the mom. Okay, what's the daughter's name? Mary. Mary is trying, she doesn't know what's going on, and she doesn't know her mom's dead, but she's. Norman is convinced he's crazy, and she is yeah, trying they're... to wrangle him and know he's not crazy. And so she's trying to act like his mom a little bit, so she dresses up in the wig and the dress to, like, well, try and get him to stop talking about his other mom, or I don't remember now. He's on the phone. Yes. Talking to his mother. And she picks up one of the other phones and realizes that no one's there. So he's just talking to no one. Right. Which is creep sauce. Creepy. <laughs> yes. So their little plan has kind of worked. You know, they've kind of made Norman go a little bit crazy. But was no one there? Well, then she starts talking to him and then she dresses up like his mom. I forget why she did that. To like convince him oh to like maybe take take the wig off and say yeah to say look it's been us this whole time dressing up like your mom you're not as crazy as you think and so she reveals herself in the wig and dress and has the knife and he starts kind of like you're not my mother or something i don't know he starts like kind of walking after her and she starts stabbing him in the face yeah she gets scared enough to like defend herself by whatever she's doing just kind of yeah you're not my mother and creeping around and has she found out at this point that her mom's dead well they end up in the basement okay in the cellar and so she's giving him fairly superficial but actually pretty gross pretty bad stabs like in a shoulder and yeah like not wounds just Lots of stabbies. <laughs> Lots of stabbies. <laughs> and they're all gross. But she like backs up into the coal and that's when the coal falls down and it reveals her mom. Mm-hmm. And then the cops come in and she's like wielding this knife at Norman and the cops shoot her. Right. Because they think she is the one that's been murdering everybody. Because they basically caught her right there. Right. And, and uh... <laughs> And then we see Norman in the kitchen, like, making more sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) And this is when we see the old lady at the bottom of the outside stairs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, and then you see kind of her shadow walk across the door, and he lets her in. And it ends up being a little old lady that worked in the diner with Norman. Yeah, I think she actually owned the diner, maybe? No? She's a little old lady that he first comes to, and she says, yeah, I I talked him into giving you a job. You know, everyone deserves a second chance or whatever. Almost like she was a manager there or owned it or something. Yeah. and Or had some influence over the owner or something like that. But she tells Norman that she is his real mom and that Norma did adopt her because... This old lady was crazy and was in the was institutionalized, and so her sister Norma raised him. 
Right, which I really genuinely love this. I, I love that, <laughs> that Norman has an actual mom that we've never met, and she's not. Yep. That was cool. <laughs> and she is crazy as a loon and <laughs> confesses she was the murderer. She's the one that's been killing everybody. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> yeah. So that was like a, a little twist that I didn't see coming. <laughs> nope. But I really didn't know who it could be. Right. But uh, she, Norman, sits her down. He's got a shovel in his <laughs> kitchen. I don't remember I, why. <laughs> he was it a coal shovel or something? Yeah, it was a coal shovel, and he had like a a place set for her too. Because she goes, "Oh, you've been you were expecting me." Well, I'm thinking he put it together, and I also think that they really had talked on the phone. They had to have really talked on the phone because he knew he was he was saying real stuff. We all thought he was crazy. Oh, yeah, you're right. But he had been talking to her on the phone. So she had been calling him, and Lila had been calling him as his mother. Aha, uh-huh. okay. That Trying makes... to drive him crazy, but he actually was having real conversations with her. Okay, that makes sense. And that's why he wasn't crazy saying that, no, I have a real mom, it, which it sounded batty. But... It did. The writer, they did a really good job on, like, doing kind of that confusion. Like, uh-huh. who done it? <laughs> yeah, they really did. I was, you know? I was pleasantly surprised. Me too. So he sits her down, and he goes into his cupboard, and he reaches for the tin that we are now knowing as the poison tea. Mm-hmm. And he gets, serves it to her, and she's kind of confessing. And while she is and drinking her tea, he picks up the shovel and whacks her on the head. Yep. Kills her with the shovel. And brings her upstairs. Scoops her up and tucks to her and brings her Well, this is cool because you kind of, you're like, oh, he's starting it again with his real mom. And then he walks into the bedroom and all of a sudden you hear the mom voice. Yep. And she's like, Norman, you can't bring those girls into the house. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, just, it, just like, like she was in the original. Yep. So I guess the cycle is continuing. I don't know if the third is about this or not. It's got to be. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, so yeah, it ends with Norman... Back to his old ways. Going back to his old ways. And it just makes you wonder if he would have had like a somewhat normal life if Lila and Mary didn't mess with him like that. Yeah. You know? I think he could have. The doctor seemed pretty assured that he was going to be all right, but. And a lot of things happened. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it wasn't just normal. No, we breezed over. That was, you know, the plot in a nutshell. I mean, one of the ways that they made him go crazy is, like, while he was out, they put together, I mean, they didn't do it on camera, but they, like, put together Norma's room the way it was when she died. Yeah. when he got back to the house, there was, like, sheets over all the furniture and stuff. And so that confused him because he hadn't done that. 
And there's little teasers, like she goes to take a shower and in there, and there's a peephole incident. So who was looking through the peephole? Because it wasn't Norman, because he was down playing the piano. I'm guessing mother. Real mom. Real mom? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the only other person would be is Lila, and why would she be peering at her daughter? That's. <laughs> yeah, and did Lila even... Did Lila ever come and dress up as the mom? I, I think, think she... she did. Oh, really? I think she. I think we find that out. Yeah, I think the cop because they kind of do the same kind of ending a little bit where they. Oh, it had not the finesse. The no, psycho one had. Psycho one had, but they kind of do where they a cop is it. kind of telling the story and explaining it to us because we're all like, oh, um. But I'm pretty sure the cop says that both, both Mary and Lila both dressed up like Norma. Yeah. So never once did Norman. None of those were Norman. No, he he yeah. didn't go nuts till the end. Yeah. I mean, he was freaking out because he was being messed with. So he was worried about himself several right, times. Right, because the, the po- poor guy, I mean, he wasn't even home a few hours when the first note and phone call happened. It's yeah. like, jeez. <laughs> yeah she was she was mean <laughs> but uh i don't know i'm glad i watched it it wasn't bad yeah i, I kind of enjoyed it i'd give it yeah like a five five and a half out of ten i'd say um the ending alone might raise it to a five and a half or a six yeah because it really there was a couple good reveals the reveals that mary is lila's daughter and then the reveal that norman does have a a different mom and a real mom. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep. So. So it ran in the family. It actually did pretty well. I looked it up. the The estimated budget to make the film was five million, and box office it made thirty four million, hmm. which is two million more than what Psycho made. But twenty years later. But twenty years later, so you got to like for you know adjust for inflation and stuff between the two that's not bad it was a success (laughs) yeah it was a success (laughs) it had that 80s bad feel you know that Mm -hmm. if you make it now it'd be like ooh, which you give a little a little leeway a little leeway yeah and there's definitely some you know some problems just because it i was like why is this Mary girl so like wanting to stay at Norman's house? It didn't. I was like, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of had a no fear attitude, and yeah. she didn't have anywhere else to go. I guess so. It just, I don't know. She kind of, and I don't know. She just seemed to be one of I. I bought it enough because she seemed to be one of those personalities that, like, you need to face this head on, you know? Let's right. go into your mother's room and see what's wrong. Let's go look in there. That's true. But. Yeah. But now we all, now we know why she was doing all that, really. Right. And it, it kind of made more sense. But um, just a little stray observation I had when he, she was going to stay in the hotel, and I don't remember why it changed to the house, but Cause, I guess because of friends. Yeah, because of yeah. To me. To me. So he picks out a room and he almost gave her your room, Harold. <laughs> yes. Yes. She almost got room number one. 
but then for that key. And I wonder, I thought, hmm, Harold might not mind that. I could see him as like a big chill kind of guy. Like maybe she was a crush back in the day. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was just one of my notes. <laughs> um, she. Oh, and in the house, she must have gotten Dylan's room. I was thinking that too. That that must be Dylan's room that she was in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I found another cycle moment. He pointed her to the bathroom. Without saying the word, and she finished it, and that oh. was just like Marion Crane in the first movie. She's like, That's right. "The bathroom, <laughs> or the toilet." I don't remember what Marion says, but she says the bathroom because it was like again, Norman just couldn't bring himself to say, "There's the what bathroom." And he kind of nods. That's head where you go, potty. <laughs> <laughs> or that's where you shower. I don't know which one embarrassed him more. <laughs> I think the toilet did. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was hilarious when he and Mary are first in the kitchen and she's that first night and he's she like straight up asks him, you know, what he was in jail for or whatever and he just says that he poisoned his mom and with tea and then he just kind of pitches his fingers and like puts his head to the side like, you know. Little pinch of tea. She's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought it was weird that she didn't... She was just fine with everything and didn't seem nervous at all. And then all of a sudden, she just flipped. Scared. Yeah. That was lame. Well, maybe the reality of... Oh, I'm sharing a house with someone who, like... She didn't know what happened, but she had heard little things at the diner. You know, little whisperings about him. But she knew that he killed her aunt. Uh, oh, of course. Maybe that was all an act then. I bet that was just her acting. It had to have been. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that since I found out she was the aunt. So. Right. <laughs> oh, so in the diner, I'm just looking through my stray observations, and I said the fryer freakout was a really bad cut. <laughs> <laughs> Because he gets another note. It's hanging on the order wheel thing. Yeah, and he, like, pushes the fryer baskets into the fryer, and they, like, splatter on the head chef guy. And just that whole thing was a just extremely a really bad edit. It was. It was, just, it was a terrible cut. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so she goes back. Here's another one. I said, when did she have time to sleep next to a lovemaking couple? <laughs> that <laughs> that story too. just did not work. <laughs> she didn't even spend the night at her friend's house because she decides to go stay with a friend. Yeah, she's and like, okay, I'm not later. staying with you, so yeah. I have a girlfriend in the city, and so I'm going to go stay with her. And then she shows up at his house that next that night. That same day, yeah, that same night. And it's night. not late. Mm-mm. And she's all dressed. And she's like, do you know what it's like sleeping? Because it was a one-room apartment. And she's like, do you know what it's like sleeping next to a lovemaking couple? <laughs> I know. Like, well, she says, my friend's boyfriend sleeps over every night. So I was like, wait, is this like a <laughs> later? Yes, but it wasn't. It was 
no. it was the same day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she's like, it's so bad. Sleeping next to it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, it just sounded like she would endured that forever. <laughs> um, oh, and then when she says that she's going to go take a shower. It took me a while to realize that I was supposed to go dun dun dun. <laughs> shower. <laughs> it didn't even hit me. And then that shower headshot was abysmal. Oh yeah. They tried to recreate Hitchcock's, you know, the one I was so impressed with. If you've seen our psycho mm-hmm. watch, I was really impressed. And I found out they made a giant six feet, circumference or something shower head to do the shot of just the shower this time it's like they just plugged up the center holes <laughs> and it was only the out it was the worst cop out ever <laughs> well i have a fun fact about that oh they went to use the original shower head that was used in the original psycho and uh-huh. it got stolen what mm-hmm so I'm kinda, just so excited you got a fun fact about that. They had to improvise. Well, it sucked. And I noticed. <laughs> I noticed, too. Yep. Hitchcock could make one. You guys could, too. I'm just kidding. Yep, but no, they went to go get it, and it was gone. Someone had stolen it. Well, then they shouldn't have just done the shot. Right. I guess they just wanted to so badly. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was abysmal. Thank you. Yep. And then I wrote, people! <laughs> I was yep. excited to see a people. <laughs> I pretty much wrote the same thing. I was like, whoa, people. So the people. Um so this people's been there, right? It It seemed to me that that was an old people. So was Norma because the people was from Norma's room into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So was she people in on Norman or was Norman people in on her? I don't know either ways. Or both <laughs> <Not> ways. <good. laughs> <laughs> Shower together. <laughs> well, there was a we see Norman using the people for the famous room number one people. Right. In the office. He utilized that. So that tells me that it was a Norman people. And there probably wasn't a people to the bathroom from his room. So his mom was in the shower. So she wasn't in his bedroom. In her bedroom. So he was able to. He could people and then run out, wouldn't she? Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. And, you know, the creepy and worst thing about it is you could see our little Norman from the show. I know. (laughs) Doing that. (laughs) I think we're headed that way. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because, I mean, the people into the motel room, fine, because it's strangers, it's people you don't know. You get a different person. This is mom. (laughs) (laughs) But in the show, we watched him watch her undressing in the window for, he lingered way too long. Way too long. I think that's even the first episode. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we've got motorboating. We've got, we've got a right. lot of stuff. <laughs> so it eventually leads to people's. Yep. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it going that way. Like I said, I think he's going to take it too far at some point and it's going to shock her. Yeah. I think you're right. I think he is headed down that train. I used to think she was too, but I have backpedaled that. Mm-hmm. 
Now we blame it all on Norman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's she, but she needs to check herself. <laughs> She's right. allowing too much, but she is looking at it very innocently. Um, and then I said, uh, Norma is the one who plays the piano. Not you, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he does too. No, I, I liked it the other way. Anyway, yeah. um, I wrote check slash. Ah, went dark. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, cheek. I bet that was. Oh, I know oh. now. That was a really funny cut. It was. It was when Toomey gets killed and it like slashes his cheek and then you hear this ah <laughs> and it, like just goes dark and that was it. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> and then I was happy to see a Mercedes, an old Mercedes. Like I noticed that too. Like yeah, the, uh, Norma drove. Yep, the doctor drives one. And then I said, he is painting the exterior of a hotel with a paintbrush. <laughs> what the pip? <laughs> Thank you, like, three months. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have paint sprayers back then. Uh, or rollers. I think they did. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I know I, that made me laugh, too. We're thinking, wow, he's got a lot done for <laughs> using the paintbrush. Tiny little paintbrush. <laughs> uh... And then we've got the dirty camping roll. Um, and then I said, did Anthony Perkins forget how to act? It <laughs> <laughs> uh, wasn't so good sometimes. Nope. Um, <laughs> she's big on murders being on people's consciences. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the mom. She said that to like three different people. <laughs> Murders, that'll be on your conscience. And she was talking about two different people. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? And then I wrote, she is the murderer. I think I think I came up with her being the murderer very soon. Oh, did you? I think I did. I think right after, I know, I know now. I I don't remember who she was talking about. She might have been talking to Mary, but that instant when we find out that they were tricking him is when I figured out she's the murderer. But she wasn't. (laughs) So never mind. (laughs) (laughs) At least you were thinking in the right direction. Kind (laughs) of. Then I wrote, maybe don't lock yourself in with Norman Bates and a butcher knife. (laughs) They locked themselves into the bedroom. After the bloody towel toilet incident. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it got a little motorboaty. Did you notice yep, that? I did, I did. But yeah, she locked herself in that room with Norma Bates and a butcher knife. Not <laughs> the best idea. <laughs> Just asking for it, girl. Yep, she wasn't the brightest. And then I said, toasted cheese sandwiches. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> While he was motory Bodhi, he just starts telling her how good she smells. <laughs> the smell was toasted cheese sandwiches. <laughs> that is funny. 
And then my last note is, oh, he's not going to be able to keep up that racket for long. <laughs> That's about new mom. <laughs> yeah, he's maybe, a little too high profile now. <laughs> maybe Psycho 3 starts like a week later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and those are my notes. Oh, fun. No, it was, it was fun. I'm glad that we watched it. Yeah, me too. It's fun. Yep. I hope the next two are even worse. I'm sure they are, because this, I mean, this one did fairly well, and I just have a feeling they're like, sweet, let's make a couple more, and you know how that goes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Leave well enough alone. Because, <laughs> I mean, from what I read, like, most critics gave it, like, like a thumbs down, but with little, but, you know. Little caveats, kind of. Little like caveats, you like, you know, the ending did have some good twists, you know, type It's stuff. not all bad, yeah. Yeah. It's not. I mean, if you run across it, if it's on cable or if it eventually streams on Netflix, give it a watch. It's It's watchable. It is. We've just spoiled it all for you, but you'll laugh at some of the parts we've talked about. Yeah, I think it's still worth <laughs> um, I did have, a, I looked up a couple of fun facts about it. Oh, I'm glad you did, because I usually do, and I didn't even think of it. Yep, I had some time today at work, and I was like, eh, I'll look up some fun facts in case M doesn't. Well, I liked your showerhead one. Yep, that was one of them. What else um, you got? I've got the so Meg Tilly wasn't allowed to watch TV as a child and had never seen Psycho. And Anthony Perkins overheard her asking someone why he was getting so much attention for his role, and it made him mad. <laughs> 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 he wanted her to be replaced, but like already over half the movie was shot. <laughs> well, I can see, because I said, did he forget to act? She was probably like, so what's the big deal? <laughs> Because I thought she did great, you know? Right. It was his acting that got to me. I just think it's funny that someone who's raised without, like, watching TV and movies and stuff wants to become an actor. It's like, how do they know? (laughs) Yeah. So, I thought that was interesting. What else was she in besides The Big Chill? I don't really know. That's the only thing I think of her in. That's how I know her. I know. And I also know that... Somehow she was like friends with John Lennon. Huh. Somehow. So that's kind of. And then isn't her sister Jennifer Tilly? The one with the weird voice? Mm hmm. I don't know. I think that's... When I first saw it, I thought I thought Jennifer Tilly and I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I think they're <gasps> sisters and I kind of know her. I could see that. More than Meg's. Um, I don't know. I didn't look up. I, I mean, she looks familiar. I know I've seen her in things like The Big Chill, obviously, this. But I think she's been in a few things. Okay. Um, and then another fun fact. So, you know, when Norman first gets home and he's looking at his mother's bedroom door and you see that reflection of like a kid. Yeah. In the doorknob. That was Anthony Perkins' real son, Oz. No way. Mm-hmm. Um, so during a table read, Anthony Perkins accidentally stuttered while saying cutlery, and the director liked it so much he asked him to do it like that in the film. So <laughs> <laughs> <stutters>. <laughs> oh, 
I'll be playing that clip. I probably already have. But okay, it was cool. funny. Yeah. Um, when... um, Meg Tilly was in Body Snatchers. The 93 version. Was there another version of that? Well, there's the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, right. Which is like a 60s movie. That's the only one I've seen is the original. So this is probably some sort of like bad sequel. Yeah. Okay, she's not a... The Big Chill is pretty much her shiny moment. Oh, okay. Um, in the scene where Mary and Norman first go into Norman's mother's room, I guess before they turn on the lights, you can see Alfred Hitchcock's silhouette on the wall to the far right. Oh, yeah? I didn't... I didn't have time after I got off work today to kind of rewatch that, but might be was interesting. That, was that just supposed to be their little homage? I guess so. Besides doing the whole shower scene? <laughs> I guess so, but it's like, so what did they do? Like a cardboard cutout of a <laughs> <laughs> So that one, huh. I'm a little... It didn't say how they did it? No. Or did you see it after you... No, I just read this. Okay. trivia on imdb and it said that and i was like it did i mean how did they do that i will look it up while i find that clip of the colory okay i'll take a look and give you my opinion okay so it's, <laughs> it's the scene so it's he... when she takes him into the bedroom to yes, when they see his mother's bed. okay yep yep um and then my last fun fact is that Christopher Walken was considered for the role of Norman Bates when Anthony Perkins expressed doubts about being in it. Hmm. So they were still going to do the movie but have Christopher Walken instead. I love Christopher Walken, but I think it really benefited by having Norman it absolutely <laughs> having Anthony Perkins there's play Norman. it would it would have been I I agree. I love Christopher Walken, but it just wouldn't have been the same no way. it wouldn't have had near the respect it got and i bet it right I, I think it really wrote on the fact that anthony perkins was reprising his role i think so too yep so that's all i have for fun facts Interesting. yeah so all right we watched it <laughs> we did it it yep. was uh yeah Yes, we already said. <laughs> It'll probably be a while before we watch Psycho 3. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Buffy. This didn't make me want to watch the third one at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's, I'm going to look it up right now and just find a brief synopsis. Just okay. for fun. <laughs> so, yeah, our next recording will be of the latest Buffy assignment. I still want to fit in like a top 10 movies and stuff though. Too. Oh, yeah. Well, so we have a lot of time. We have a lot of time. It's we still have till March. Um So, I say we do a couple buffies and then maybe start putting together our top 10 movies. Okay. Or, you know, give people if they want if they listen to this, give them some time to put together their list. They can send us if they want. All right. Let's say we do it in between seasons three and four. Okay. That, that works. Good? Yep. Okay. That will work. I think we have four episodes remaining of season three. By four episodes, I mean episodes of our podcast. 
Maybe only three, but I think four. We've only done one. We've, well, right. I have at least watched the next set. Right, right. So we'll record that one next week. Okay. Okay, synopsis. One month after the events of Psycho 2, okay, we called it, (laughs) Norman is still running the Bates Motel along with Mother in quotation marks. Things are going fine until Norman falls in love with a fallen nun. (laughs) (laughs) Takes in a greedy drifter, a nosy reporter sticks her nose where it doesn't belong, and a series of murders begins once again. Agnes of God. Wasn't Meg Taylor and Agnes of God? She uh, played a nun. In this one? No, the movie, Agnes oh. of God. I didn't see it. I'm almost positive that's Meg Tilly. Anyway, sorry, when you said nun, suddenly I pictured her. <laughs> we were just talking about her. <laughs> right. So... Well, that sounds great. He falls in. <laughs> and it's Anthony Perkins again, right? Yeah, he's on the movie poster. Right. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Guess so. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, alrighty then. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Oh, yep, I just looked it up. Yep, Meg Tilly was Agnes and Agnes of God. So, I knew I'd seen her in something else. Okay. She was also Bride of Chucky. That was her sister, Jennifer. Oh, dang it! I mixed (laughs) them up again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I only looked at Meg Tilly's known for posters oh gotcha okay okay well she makes a better nun than jennifer <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you imagine that voice no. <laughs> agnes of god was a, i liked it it jade fonda mctilly it was not bad it was a what the bit movie so anyway, so if you want to send us any kind of feedback, if you end up watching this and want to tell us what you think, you can send it to yesmotherpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Or if you watch anything we've mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Any of the, what we've been watching, because this will probably just post together. Yeah. Uh, what we've been watching plus Psycho 2. Okay. Yeah, if you have any feedback or any shows that you've been watching that you want to let us know about, send us an email. We'd appreciate it. We'd love you to watch along Buffy with us, um, Mm -hmm. whether you've seen it or not. Join us for our Buffy watch. It's a lot of fun. We're having fun doing it. And, yeah. All right. Well. And listen... um, Listen at your own risk if you are a Spuffy. No, if you're a, uh, what would their name be? I forget. Bangle. If you're a Bangle shipper. Hmm. We don't. <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> it's, it's not a very 
friendly, Buffy Angel shipping show. Neither of us are real. Nope. I look at it through the eyes of someone that's seen both series. So and I, I have a wider I, scope. At which I don't have, so I hate. <laughs> Sue hates. <laughs> I dislike. <laughs> Sue's angry. <laughs> so. All yeah. right. All right. Well, till next time. Show your own ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I got sidetracked. Stop.
okay. Well, that was fun talking about that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It was more fun than I thought it'd be. Because I thought, oh, it's really, like I said, it's really not bad enough to just have fun and bash to death. It wasn't good enough to really. Critique. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of that meh middle of the road. (laughs) I'm sure three and four will be the bad. Yes. Fun bad. Agreed. Yeah. I gotta be. If, yeah, if he falls in love with a nun, that's awesome. <laughs> that's good stuff. Hopefully okay. it's not angry bad. Right. Some were angry bad. Where you're just angry that you had to watch it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that Eleanor's in the room with you? She is in the kitchen and I'm in the living room. She's eating. Oh. That's why there's going to be interruptions. There'll be some fun Eleanor noises. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Rob had come home with a small pizza, so I chopped her up a slice. So she'll be eating that and probably being a little loud. (laughs) (laughs) She likes pizza. We'll get happy, happy Eleanor noises. (laughs) Nice. All right, who starts? Uh, I think it's me, actually. Oh my gosh, Lola is just staring at me. I guess we didn't take her out with our busy night. Hold on. Okay. So, I'm Sue. And I'm Em. And Scout walked in with a scowl on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Guess what my scowl was for? Hmm, what? I didn't give her a hug. Oh, she's funny. So did that. You're like, it's been a busy day. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So Rob up the stairs. <laughs> the house needs to go to bed. She is cute. I need a soundproof room. (laughs) 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 And Lola just barked her first bark. Does that mean she needs to be let in? (laughs) (laughs) She'll bark a few more times. Eleanor, okay. Are you okay, Pons? Is Lola in the house, Mama? No, she's outside. But, Mommy, she's so sad. Do you want to go get her? It's scary outside in the dark. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) My house, it's 9.30 at night, and my house is like a circus right now. (laughs) It's just one of those things. It's summertime. It happens. I didn't shake it. Scout, just go. It's okay. You don't need to shake it. Just drink it. 